Four Midwest Guys presents Mandalorian Review. Welcome to 4 Midwest Guys Presents The Mandalorian Review. Season 2 is here and we are back and all three of us are here. Here with us today is Mr. Brian Ankenbauer. He's not hey, in what's spirit. Up, what's, up? What's, not, up, what's up? Not necessarily in spirit, but he is in Skype. And look at this. He has virtual hands. How are you doing that, Brian? How are you here and not here at the same time? Are you be parallel dimensioning here? What, what are you doing? That, yeah, there's only part of me fit through the portal. Oh, you, you only got halfway through this time. Okay, I see yeah. what happened. Gotcha. But I got I got caught last time. I went fishing, and I caught a fish like this big. It was huge. Oh, wow. I, I was all excited throwing my hands up in the air. Ah! <laughs> you know, one of my favorite songs is Hip Hop Parade. Oh, oh. Hey. Hey. oh that's a great song, isn't it? All right. Well, I think we've had enough fun. Let's let's reveal our second host. That's where Mr. Brian Ekebauer is. Hello. Johnny. Or the, hey. arms, the arms of Brian. <laughs> that sounds like a movie. The arms, the arms of, of Brian. Brian. Rated R. That sounds, sounds like he's uh, taking us through his armory in his basement or something. <laughs> he's the armorer. Well, that makes you're the armorer, John. Look at that. See, like, nice connection. Yeah. <laughs> this is the armor. Look at me pulling it together. Oop, he's the armor. I won't be able to hear Brian if I do that. Sorry about that, B. That's okay, it happens. <laughs> it's the first oh, time. Uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not on the other side now. <laughs> <laughs> he gets good over a little bit, Johnny. Oh, he's going to go back to doing the try to do the... Uh... Oh, the drink? <laughs> the drink? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're a bunch of nerds, aren't we? Yeah. But that's okay. Well, that's, you know, you know we're, we're, we're talking about the Star Wars universe. I think they kind of expect that from us. Yeah, I think so. So, you know, it works. All right, so guys, so we're back. It's season two. It's been a year, and boy, has it since we've last left the Mandalorian. What a hell of a year it's been, and it is so nice to have the Mandalorian back. And have so we need something in something, 2020, something good for 2020. <laughs> yes. finally yeah, arrived. I mean, I mean, look at all the good series that we got from Disney Plus that they promised us, like. Oh, yeah. just the Mandalorian, and now another season of Mandalorian. Not any of the stuff that they promised us for the summer. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're still waiting on was it uh, Wanda and uh, WandaVision. Yeah. WandaVision. <laughs> WandaVision and uh, Captain America. Uh, um, oh yeah, Winter Falcon Sol and uh, Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier. Yeah, still yeah. waiting on that and Loki. Loki too. Hey. Everything got everything's been pushed back. Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, gun release got pushed back. What else got pushed back? Um, about everything. Wonder Woman got pushed, pushed back. back yeah. Um, I think. Oh. Basically, after after onward took like a giant dive in its second week, like it, uh, everything went scrambling. Oh, uh, James Bond is getting, I yeah. think, getting pushed back past November too. Yeah, that's a, that's a big one because D I work for DHL and they were going to do a big promotional thing and they had to put everything on halt last second. Yeah, I I the... even I work in the industry. I have not. I've only worked on one movie since then. It was like this incredibly low budget movie too. So I have basically not had any work at all. <laughs> John is this sitting is, at home. I am. A, <laughs> it's cold. It's very cold. Yeah, it, 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 it angers me. Too bad this 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 didn't suck because I'm ready to like go off publicly about stuff. You know, I'm just I'm, I'm on that cusp. <laughs> well, at least we finally have something positive, and thank God yes! they filmed season two before all this crap happened. <laughs> And it looks like they found a way to film season three through all this crap, which is they're what they're getting ready to start. I think right now, if they haven't already, you know started. that uh, that studio that they built for it, I yeah. think actually is the best thing they have going for them right now. I had heard a rumor that they bought a, um, or they're going to buy from one of the movies or something. They're buying an actual air force base. A hangar? They're, or? Buying, like, they're like buying a, the moon? They're, 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 well, they're, they're, they rented out an Air Force base, and everybody's going to live on the Air Force base. So you quarantine there for two weeks, and then you start working there. And you don't leave until the production's done. It makes it, sense. You they, know what? That, that, um, yeah. Mission Impossible did that with Tom Cruise. He bought he bought a yacht, like yeah. a giant super yacht or something, and he had 
all the everybody stays on the boat unless they go to film and they go straight from the filming to the boat yeah this uh this other movie that they, they were working on in louisville that was only filming for like a whole week like it they basically had to like have everybody in a like a small little community together wow like yeah like and, and even the actors on the film that i worked on yeah. they all basically stayed at like the same uh house Jeez, like yeah that wow. was it like they filmed they went straight to the house and they went back that was that was our lives <laughs> that's nuts so but yeah so but thank god that we got something guys and what a great start this was though wasn't it to, to season two i mean we picked up right pretty much where season one left off it's... we had a nice little surprise at the end which we'll get to <laughs> but even without the surprise at the end i thought pretty good action pack pretty good flow and, and a, a good fake out even really at the beginning and we can talk a little bit more about that as we go um what i loved about it was just the fact that it it showed what the strength of the show is which is it it's it's essentially the mandalorian's a western yes you know? it's very it's, much a it's, western. it's the firefly series that was never canceled that's true <laughs> well, yeah. I, I can't argue with that you know you it's know. it's a western in space um but what it does well is like every planet they stop on is like one episode is world building per each episode and they do it well like that's that's the strength of the stories they tell the classic western mm -hmm. you know the the hero shows up in the town and mm -hmm. finds out what's going on and you know in the case of the star wars universe it's he shows up to a planet and just you know there's like an inner interaction there of themes and metaphors and everything and, and even this one like had a oh, really the, good this one, one is like almost the i think this one is closer to a western than any of the other episodes so yeah far. just because you got the small town you got the mm -hmm. sheriff you got you know yeah like the title itself is the marshal yeah <laughs> i mean this is like classic western motif with star wars very star wars, much very you know, much and it's star just, wars sprinkled in really yeah in and some it's, cases and it's um, it's exactly like uh what was it john favreau said i don't want to be inspired by george lucas i want to know what inspired him to yeah, make it and that's make... exactly what he's doing well with this he's, yeah, he's taking the westerns he's taking kurosawa and it, and it, it this episode shows it, it's all there <laughs> it's all it's a good mix absolutely yeah. all right so let's talk about the first scene gentlemen let's talk about the uh <laughs> the gregorian guard fight match um these is are it, not the big fat gregorian guards from jabba of the hut is it gregorian or gamorian or gamorian i'm sorry yeah. i think i sorry like because they're about to chant <laughs> oh. the, the, the monks the chant are in a battle how large is jabba the hut he's huge all right now um <laughs> anyway yeah. but these were not the big fat pig green pigs i'll just we'll just call them that uh, from Jabba the Hutt. These guys are a lot more slender. Yeah. Kind of more athletic and more it, mobile, for sure. Yeah, the, the masks looked a little weird, though. Like, did, like, the eyes around them looked a little off. I think they were... I just think it was because they were skinny. I think that's I, I, what threw me yeah, off. Because know. they were, like, they were athletic and they were mobile. We're used to the big well, you know guards with it, the big axes and... Uh, and uh. I, think, I think it was because they were younger. That could yeah, be, too. Yeah. You know, because like, like if, you, if you think about the way like a, like a pig grows up, when it's younger, the eyes are really, you know, they look like regular eyes. But the older they get, the, the pupils get bigger and they get turned black. That's you know, true. And that, and that could explain the eyes too. That might be the yep. they, knowing knowing them. They went to that detail level. I'm not surprised because they they, comes, they have the money. They have the money <laughs> and talk about the 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 detail, the attention, the detail that's done in the Star Wars lore to this is ridiculous. So I, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case. I didn't even know that, so I wouldn't be surprised at all that that that, that if you're wrong to something there, Brian, I, I would not be surprised in the least bit. <laughs> they, they brought a pig farmer on the set and said, "How can we make this realistic?" <laughs> that's, that's us uh, Connor High School kids, right? And they call uh, us yep. the pig farmers. Yep. <laughs> and then. Um, the graffiti on the walls to rewind for a second. I should have talked about this first, but um, I was looking for Brian. I know you're familiar with rebels. Um, I was looking for a lot of Sabine's work. I didn't see anything. Now, Gabby says she saw the, I don't know if you guys saw, she says she actually saw the rebel symbol that Sabine draws the, the, the Phoenix. I did I not looked, see it. I, I looked, yeah, I, I looked for, I looked for any kind of like rebels tagging or anything else. Yeah. The, the style didn't even look the same. Yeah. It it looked like uh, it did look like Los Angeles slums though. Oh that's, yeah, that's what I, I think is really neat. Is it really looked like a slum? Oh, it looked like. You no, know, what's funny is that it reminded, from me, LA kind of it reminded me a lot of um, uh, Bright from Netflix. Oh uh, yeah, the um, well again the slums. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. I mean, that's what it, that's that's kind of what it felt like. I was like, oh, this is kind of weird. 
Yeah, <clears throat> it uh, it's more like Escape from L.A. where everything is just shit and yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, that, that, torn, now, were, torn almost. Were, the, were those things with the red eyes and the dark? Was there were those supposed to be dogs? I'm assuming some sort of. Okay. They don't really show you what they are or to no, explain it. They didn't show it all. That was, yeah. that, that was just a neat little touch. It, it was a cool touch for yeah. for for uh, his death, but <laughs> which I thought was very Game of Thrones. By the way, I was like, ooh, <laughs> uh, and I love that scene from yeah. Game of Thrones. By it's the like way. it wasn't part of the deal. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not. You won't die by my hands. I promise. Or like it was like the yeah. Batman Begins line. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's like I don't have to kill you. I'm not going to kill you, but I don't, I don't have, have to, to save, save you. you. Exactly. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I didn't see anything there on the graffiti. Um, I did like the the still like the baby Yoda hiding, although it was spoiled by the trailer. But I still thought I still think that's hilarious. As soon as you see him use the the whistling birds, or when he activates yeah, them, like he knows like, exactly what's like, coming. Like crap! <laughs> I still think that's funny. I think that's hilarious. Um, so let's talk about the the boss Goresh uh, or Gore Koresh. I'm sorry. Goresh. Um, this apparently we looked this up um, before we started. John uh, John Leguizamo, yeah. which I did not. I he's, you know the voice sounded familiar. Yeah, it sound like him. It was funny. It's like my wife was like, "Is that William Defoe?" That's what <laughs> That's Brian and I were talking about. Ryan had said the same thing. That's why I thought it was at first it was William Defoe, and I'm like, "That's weird." Like I'm like, you would have thought you would have heard it that he was doing, playing that role, but you also would have thought the same thing about John Leguizamo that you would have heard that he was playing a role. Yeah, I mean, I, I hear John when he does the sloth on uh, yes. uh, ice. Right? Everyone forgets ice his age. clown from Spawn, though. That's true. Yeah. So I guess he most, is. Or I should say most of us are trying to forget his clown from Spawn. And, and maybe, he, <laughs> maybe he's trying to separate himself as an actor, so he's not, you know. He's actually really voice. versatile, though. Yeah. Like, if you look at like a lot of the body work of work that he's done like outside of it, I don't just mean like Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> but uh, I, I even liked <laughs> him in uh, Land of the Dead, too, Like, which... It's funny. Speaking of Super Mario Brothers, there's the reunion of Koopa and Luigi right there. <laughs> <laughs> but to, <laughs> me, Mario. <laughs> but not to diverge. Uh, getting back on track. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I don't know about you guys. When it came to this boss and how he was explaining how he's killed a lot of Mandalorians after what I saw Mando do to him and his gang, I thought his gang was pretty weak. So I don't know if he was just lying. Oh yeah, or what? Because. I don't see him be a match for uh, any Mandalorian. I, I, I think the less. kids today call it fronting, fronting. or flexing. They're flexing. flexing their muscles. Maybe yeah, they, they just flexing. I don't know. What do you think, Brian? Do you think he was for real on that, or do you think he was just trying to scare him? Oh, I think it was. It was. It was a, it was a scare tactic. Yeah. Uh, you always. You always. You always chalk yourself up to your your opponent. Right. And and, and the way the way he, if you noticed, the way he commanded respect in the building wasn't even like a. It wasn't even like a, like he turned his head and nodded or anything. It was always gunfire that. So like, he's like he killed. You know, he shot the one Gorian. Um, he he shot up in the air, and then everybody started running. You know, it wasn't there was never a, um, you know, like twirling his hand in the air and saying, you know, everybody yeah. point guns at them kind of thing. Right. <laughs> Sorry, I tried to I, I do some some arm or arm. Couldn't resist. Uh, yeah, I thought the you know he was um, he just I, he felt like he was trying to be a crime boss that he really wasn't. I guess you know he was trying to be like the mafia guy, and just even when you watch him run, he looks like a like a guy that could be you know taken down pretty easily. You know, yeah, like, or, like somebody, or the fact that like, he's a guy running yeah, from yeah, some, or, like or, yeah. yeah, he's like, uh, I'm like, yeah, this guy's completely weak. There's nothing, there's nothing to this guy. He's, he's it's, it's like those ads you get on your uh, your cell phone suit, games, with like level one boss. <laughs> and, and, and let's face it, he's a one-eyed ogre, basically. And you would think, when I see a one-eyed green thing, I think ogre. You think big, strong. This guy's Phrasing. the opposite. Yeah, <laughs> crazy, you know. He's when you see opposite. a one-eyed green ogre. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one-eyed Willie. No, I... <clears throat> keep this, keep this. <laughs> when, when, Try to keep when, it I see a one-eyed, when I see a one-eyed green ogre, I think, wow, is he sick? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow, well, the Incredible Hulk is really well in Oh, never mind. And we have officially demonetized you. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, Back to the Deadpool reviews. Now, those are fun. <laughs> We're all going to hell, but those are fun. Oh. <laughs> all right, so uh, let's move on, guys. To So we return to Tatooine again. We find out that there's a Mandalorian on Tatooine. Um, return we find peels back uh, that's our lovely mechanic uh, who's back from uh, season one not my favorite character 
from season one, but eh, I don't it's know. It's all right, you know. Yeah, were you okay with having Peter? I was. Left? I was personally fine with it. You know, yeah. I mean, what was neat was I think her presence there, like, because you can, it, it it showed like the arc that uh, Mando has made so far. Because like the last time she saw him, I mean, she even brings it up where she's like, "Yeah, you left and you hate droids, and now you come back and you all like droids." Right. And it's like. It's, 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 yeah, it's, 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 she's there to like show how everything's gone for full circle with him almost, but it does. And I think it's actually kind of neat because, because he's crossed that arc as a character, what arc does he have to go through this season? How much is he going to grow? Right. It's a good point. I, you know, it just shows you how much IG 11 sacrifice from season one has affected him. Obviously that's probably the, the catalyst for the change. Well, who's, who did yeah. IG 11 not affect from that, that yeah. season? I mean, yeah, I mean, he did pull the T2, <laughs> you know, essentially. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. What'd you think about the, the uh, Terminator two uh, thing, Brian, the whole IG 11. Do you think IG 11 had any effect on his growth this season? Well, I, I think, well, I don't think it was just that, but I think it was also Quill. Quill. Okay. Yeah. Quill? He's very popular. Yeah. Yeah. We're going back know, to him. The Ugnot. Yeah. Oh, the Ugnot. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I, th I think it was, I think it's both the loss of both of them because he kind of, you know, he kind of bonded with both of them and to yeah. lose them both. Yeah. And to only have, you know, to only have the, the, the child left, I think is kind of. Well, yeah. Because Quill also helped him realize exactly what IG 11's programming was and what droids. You know, yeah. meant in a lot of ways, Quill kind of played his conscience. I mean, or his—he's a moral. Well, moral it, it, center, it helped you know, to like you know, guidance, you know, whatever. like re, you know, give him a what I don't want to change. Uh, just kind of change his view on them mm -hmm. based on yeah. what he's seeing too. It's like okay, yeah, you've seen IG Eleven at the beginning. He was about ready to kill the child, but that's just what he was programmed for. Look with him with new programming, and that's yeah, yeah, just a uh, you know. Life isn't all, you know. It's not everything we remember it from as our as our childhood. Right, exactly. Which, uh, damn, Star Wars dropping that kind of reality bomb on the fans. <laughs> Good lord, be careful. <laughs> Star Wars goes deep, dude. Goes deep. Um, so let, we find out about. So there's now another. We're up to our third Moss. Now we have had Moss Eisley. Yeah. We've had Moss Espa from the prequels, and now we have this really, really small DT town, <laughs> Moss Pelgro. Um, Pelgro? 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 Pelgo? 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 Maybe, I, I, maybe Pelgo. Um, not much of a town compared to most likely arrest, but in fact, it's it's literally the western town. It's literally, it's a row of houses with a bar. It's just the street, yeah. Yeah, and the, like, the single street yeah, western The main town. street, yeah, with yeah. The, the, the town, yeah. So once again, it fits that whole western, yeah, classic exactly. western motif. Um, Brian, what did you think about the, the whole... Uh, uh, most, uh, most, uh, I can't, I gotta have him memorized. Pelgo. 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 Pelgo, Pelgo yeah. yeah. Pellegrino. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it did feel like the, um, it felt like a Western. It felt like one of, you know, one of them, when they, they come into town on their horses and everybody kind of stops what they're doing to stare at whoever's coming down Bain street. Mm -hmm. You know, it kind of yeah, had, right. had that had that feel to it. Yeah, everybody's mm -hmm. coming out their houses like, "Who are you, stranger?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. strangers don't last long around here. <laughs> and then, then, he, then he went into the he went into the the, the, the cantina or whatever, like yeah. the bar, mm -hmm. just and like then, any western. Yep. And they're like, they're like, um, the sheriff, the sheriff has, or the marshal has, and he's like the marshal, and he and, and you hear, you almost can hear. Yeah, and you see him in the doorway. Yeah, yeah. And, you, and, yeah. You, and you hear the mm -hmm. you hear the the thing from his boots. Yep. Oh, uh, well, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. His the boots had yeah. spurs. His boots clearly yeah. had spurs. Sound effects. Yeah, like, like, they had like mega spurs. <laughs> yeah. Which I'm. Yeah, there's a couple really neat sound effects I want to talk about in this. Which. Oh yeah, it's it's in the notes. I I definitely want to talk about sound effects. But, that's for sure. But, yeah. But I really I really liked what he's I really I really like when he said he goes uh, Have you seen any more Mandalorians? What do they look like? He's like. Like me. You're looking at him. It's exactly what a Western dialogue is. It's short, it's to the point, and it's, yeah. It's, yeah, but it's funny. Yeah, and it advances yeah. the story. Yeah, it's exactly, exactly. serviceable, yeah, but well done. <laughs> so let's talk about the, the Marshal. Marshal Cobb Vanth. Um, he's in what's left of Boba Fett's ar armor. When you first, in fact, the, when you first see him, and you see Fett's armor, you're like, is that Fett? And you go, there's no way that could be Fett. Just Fett has the... a scarf. <laughs> not only Fett that. has a red scarf. Dude, not only that, but... It's Boba Fett! <laughs> like, it's cold on this desert planet! <laughs> not, not only does he have a scarf, <laughs> but uh, somebody puts Boba Fett in the dryer. It's like, 
This is Tiny Fett. Hello, it's funny. It was like, because the second we see the, the marshal in the doorway, I actually looked at uh, Steph. Steph's like, oh, there he is. I went, or her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's I like, was like, it, it, it was like, oh, does, does a woman's frame? And then he spoke, and I was like, okay, yeah, it's a man. It's it's, it's a scrawny man. That, yeah. that This is Tiny Fett. This isn't Boba Fett. This is Tiny But Fett. I'd like to point out some really awesome casting here once uh, oh, yeah, we get go, involved. Go ahead. Timothy Oliphant. As I've seen him and stuff, but I've never known his name. I, I haven't watched the show. I know I need to. Everybody tells me I have to. He's the character in Justified. Oh, okay. So think of that kind of yeah, that casting. That, yeah. yeah. So, so I was like, some damn clever casting right there. <laughs> <laughs> he, I thought he played the perfect the Marshall. I mean, Western Marshall. Oh, mean, God. Like, yeah. I, mean, like, I, I wanted his hair. Absolutely <laughs> wanted his hair. <laughs> But no, like it, it was just like I, I remember, I was like, I dig your style, man. But but getting back to the whole Boba, him in the Boba Fett armor, the first thing I came to my thought after I realized it wasn't Boba Fett, I'm like, this is gonna piss off a lot of Boba Fett fans, a lot of hard. This is all they do. <laughs> There's gonna be such an outcry. Well, that was like 30 seconds we get introduced, but but don't forget, he also says, "Have a drink with me." He does. Mandalorians don't drink, you know. <laughs> yeah, and then he was... sits down at the table. He takes his helmet off. Well, the, the taking the helmet thing off was the that was it. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah clearly not clearly, a Mandalorian, not a Mando. <laughs> but yeah, I thought I was like, oh my god, the Star Wars fans are gonna riot if they don't. If this is all they do with Boba Fett. This is all they tease us with. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, oh god, please let them do something <laughs> more. But it was a great fake out though because. Yeah. If up to that point, that's exactly what you're thinking. And, and I, that's and, all you're going to get. And I like how they he defined it, too. He's like, where did you get that? It's like, I bought it off some Jawas. I'm like, okay. I can, I can understand that, that. Yeah. yeah. I can see a bunch of scavengers picking up his armor, what's left of it. If it gets spit out of the spar, you know, coughed out of the It didn't get digested or, over a thousand years. Right, exactly. I mean, I, you, like you said, it all makes sense. Yeah. There's enough there for you to believe it. Um, I will tell you, though, that this whole... Um, this whole story is actually taken, at least the roots of the story are taken from an aftermath novel. Um, if you guys ever read any of those, this character in there, there's a little, there's a few changes, a few off changes. Like there's another character along with him in the Jawa when he gets the armor that's part of the story. And then there's also um, the crime group is not a bunch of miners. It's Red something or another. I can't remember the full name. Either Red way. Red not Red Dawn, no. It's, Asian Dawn. It's like this little. Up, it's kind of like the. It's the. It's the same thing as the mining group. They're like an up and coming bag, trying to fill the, the power vacuum. Yeah, left up behind. and coming. No, well, I, you know what else do you call it? Well, but don't we? Come now, see. But see we see some fact. We see some faction rise up in his uh, origin story. Like the second we see the, uh, they're like the Death Star. The yes. second one. The second and then one, he's yeah. it's like, okay, cool. Because yeah. it definitely ties the timeline in. Or it's like, okay, this is clearly after Return of the Jedi. Oh, yeah. But the second we see that Death Star blow up, and then Here those guys come in, and they just, like, yeah. like massacre everyone in the bar there. Yeah, so I mean, was that the uh, the Red Dawn? Or the... Well, that's that's their, this, this story's version. So that, okay. that's one of the changes that I've noticed. Okay. So what they're doing, I think, is what they're going to do is they're going to take lead that story as it is with a few tweaks and then they're just making Mando show up after that story takes place. So you can go back and still read about his background stories. You might say, well, what about this and this, these two things, but everything else which should coalesce through the book. So it's basically what it is. They took the story that was there made a few tweaks and then made Mando meet him after all that took place in the book kind of thing. So there is a backstory to everything that he's telling you. In fact, it may be that he, the marshal's just not telling Mando the full story, and that's why that other character is left out. And you know, but I will, I will say, the second he gets that armor, and the second he walks back into the bar where all the soldiers are, you clearly hear the spurs on his Mando boots. Yeah, you do. <laughs> and, and, and then that's what that's that's the telltale sound of Boba Fett. I mean, it's it's one of them anyway. Uh, I don't remember his spurs. footsteps having. Did, did oh, he had spurs. spurs yeah, and... in, in uh, Empire he did, and definitely in Jedi. You can hear him when he walks. I, I gotta listen to that again. I don't remember that. Yeah, there. And I remember the Ben Bird sound verse. In fact, it, to me, it was almost. I always thought they were more. It was. It, it's. It was so much spur at times. I thought it was more like Jingle Bells than Spurs, but it's Spurs. Um, Maybe I'll have to check out the holiday special. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. You don't. His do first that. appearance. I don't. I don't wish that. No. You don't want to do that. Don't. It doesn't exist, John. It doesn't exist. It never happened. Never happened, man. 
<laughs> but again, uh, going back to to Cobb again, plays the perfect. He's the perfect Western motif for the the marshal, the good guy. You know, it's even that the examples that I picked up on were. Uh, like you said, having a drink with Mando, mm-hmm. and the other example is when he's talking to the the girl when they're getting all the stuff together, and he's she hands him the detonator, and he's like, "You make sure to take care of yourself now, Joe." You know, like, <laughs> ma'am, ma'am. You yeah, know. If, if he could tip that visor, he would have. He would have. Yeah. You know, it was well, funny. you know, it's, it's funny because it, not not one part in this thing um, did he feel like a, a our typical. Um, Star Wars, like like village, village person, like everybody has always had. What can I do for myself? Yeah, yeah. And he was the exact opposite this time. Like he was the mm-hmm. exact opposite, and he was like he was all about the village and all about the people, as opposed to how mm-hmm. can I better myself or what what angle can I take on this to make sure I come out on top. But that that's a good point. Up to this point, the good guys have been smugglers or maybe they're the outlaws. They're yeah, the rebels. They're, they're the anti-heroes. They're the rebels. Yeah, yeah, rebels. So that's a good point. Yeah, this is maybe our first chance to see a real true white hat in Star Wars, as it, as it, as you say, or someone that wears a badge and actually yeah. wears it with, with, uh, with pride, you know, dignity. Well, you know the more the morality that goes behind yeah. it too, where he's actually. Uh, but but we do see a bit of that morality kind of slip a little later when we see what happens afterwards with. Because because what happens next is we got like this giant, we almost thought it was a sandworm at first or one of the the sarlaccs <laughs> or whatever come straight through that main street of the town and yeah you know everyone's goes in the doors it's like, it's again it's like when the the cattle wrestlers come through and they just close all yeah, the windows everybody's like, and it just like come. takes one of the like, panthers down oh my god it's tremors yeah that's yes, like, what I thought too yes I thought it was tremors <laughs> honestly they did, and they did just make a new one. <laughs> And oh honestly, god! How many is that now? Really? It's another like, one? Yeah. Uh-huh. I I posted on my Facebook my uh, Facebook page. Oh, what no. is it like? Seven or eight? Yeah, I was say, I was I was gonna say it's, it's I, up there. I'm sorry. I once they it, once they had the flying ones that they called ass blasters. I was just I'm, yeah I'm yeah. The second they started walking, <laughs> well this, and this one looks like it, this one looks like it goes back to the old style, but now they come out of the ground like a spiral in slow mo. I mean, it was, it's, it's actually kind of cool when you look at the film. And it's got the um, the same guy in it, uh, the older guy. Kevin Bacon? No, no. What's, who, was, who, the, the guy who was the old guy that was gross. married to? The guy who from Family to, Ties. Um, Michael Gross. Yeah. yeah, I just watched him on the Cool's Ice Rift track just before I came over here. Yeah, that's the Family Ties dad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, anyway, so that's what prompts uh, the Marshall and Mando to team up is this uh, – yeah, is the swarm that goes the, through. Yeah. Well, this is the first time we've seen it. Um, you've actually seen the skeleton before, believe it or not. Uh, if you go all the way back to the original, the original Star, Star Wars, Wars, it's what was over the, the yeah, dune. Yeah, so when you look at 3PO in the background, you mm-hmm. see this big line, giant skull thing laying on the dune. Is that what that was? That's that's the crate Dragon. Okay. So this is the first time we've just seen it alive. Um, so this is their, their, their interpretation of it, which was not exactly what I was expecting. I knew it was kind of an underground thing, but I always thought it had some like you know manual or like hand little hands or claws or something but well, maybe it's like a worm you know comes but, up to the surface but, to dry up and die but this one yeah this one is a worm apparently but um so uh but still cool to see because it's legendary it's part of star wars lore and it's been in books and uh but it's this is the first time we see an actual uh live one so but yeah so it's cool to see and it was it was just an interesting take on it and uh and it was neat watching the bantha you just get like pulled under like a which is basically, I'm, mm-hmm. I, after that, I started calling them the desert cows. The desert cows. Because <laughs> that's yeah. what they are. Or I mean, like, you're, you're trying to you're trying well, to save your cattle. They kind of are de- desert buffalo, really. Well, I mean, but, think about it. but it, and I mean, like for, they're essentially like the livestock of all the, mm-hmm, that's true. of everyone. So I was like, yeah, they're, the des- they're the desert cows. Yeah. Desert cow, elephant, whatever. Buffalo. Yeah. yeah. Something, something all of in it. there. It's all of it. That's but, what a bantha is. But speaking of the same people, let's talk about that for a second. Um. The something that they started in season one and they really continue here in season two is is how they're they basically in season one we learned that the Mando tells that bounty hunter he's with that the you know that the sand people see you as the invader they were here first and he kind of they get that uh, Native American the Native American, American parallel motif. which was yeah. really awesome I and, like they, that. and this really continues <laughs> this season as well because you see that um, they have a culture 
that they have honor that they um well they have a tribe you know yeah, they have everything they have a language yeah. even it, that grunting is actually a language apparently but they also have the sign language we see that again it's very awesome so i, I think and in, then in, in, in they show the close the uh the clash of cultures so you've got you've got the the western civilization which is the or settlers whatever you want to call it the the regular star wars people and then you've got the sand people and the sand people. So well, they're like the Native Americans of Tatooine. You know, it's funny. It's like, the, and yeah. the progression of it too is actually kind of fitting almost because if you think about it, um, when the first one came out in like the late seventies was like right as the uh, appearance of Native Americans and movies were starting to change, mm -hmm. you know, but that's kind of like where, I mean, we didn't, I mean, we didn't touch too much on it in the original Star Wars. It was just kind of like a, they happened to be in this desert. Right. But now, now that it's like, what was it? Almost... 40 some odd years later well, and uh 40 yeah 43 well, years later and yeah. like they're it's it's kind of like the the dances with wolves approach yes where it's like they're the you know the perception of native americans in the western which is what like when we started out the show it's like that's what we talk about this is very clearly a western but just like the way that they interact in the western has definitely changed because we don't see them as like uh inferior we see them well, as not, another culture yeah they're not savage not to use that word but yeah but they're you know they're not the savages they're they're flushing out the character they're not they're still cool they're showing the proper respect to the culture right and they're but they're giving them that culture background so that yeah. we we now that sand people just now when you see that anakin kills an entire tribe granted they killed his mother but you can see the what he, he you know the the how much more of a a sin that is <laughs> than just that the fact that he killed a bunch of sand people before to us would have been just like oh they're just sand people you know they're they're a bunch of crazy people that walk in the did, desert did that's they not really the case kill his mother? what's that did they really kill his mother or was that a story he was just told no 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 she, she he finds her in the and the she, sand people village yeah, she's and she like died. she's tortured to death essentially because he finds her and she's tied oh up that's right yeah, yeah right. and yeah. she just kind of collapses yeah, you know, the, uh, George Lucas writing the death scenes. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> I thought it worked. I would have liked. Honestly, I was a little bit not to make this sound bad, but I was a little bloodthirsty at the time. I wanted to see Anakin cut cut some sand people in half, but but I digress. Um, because <laughs> I was you know Darth Vader, Darth Vader. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, but yeah. So I, I thought that that really uh, you know they took that to the next level and they continued to build on that. That just kind of flushes out. The sand people for you, I think, and I think that just adds a little, a lot of depth to, you know, what would otherwise been just, you know, just the the really crazy people in the desert. It, it would have basically you know? been like the, uh, yeah, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the old, the early '50s westerns where the the cowboys are wearing completely bright, like primary color outfits and everything, and right. they look like Marty McFly when he first went back in time. <laughs> <laughs> Take off that. We gotta. You gotta. So it's like you gonna. I don't think Clint Eastwood ever wore anything something? like this, Doc. <laughs> you gonna drown? Why well, got that vest on? Uh, well, I mean, like when he went from 1955 to 1885, oh. and he was wearing like that pink blue <laughs> yeah, outfit. Pink. Yeah. yeah, that was great. with the large lace. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Clint Eastwood ever wore anything like this. Clint who? <laughs> <laughs> they made some comment, like some Chinese person dressed or something. It was it was funny. <laughs> Uh, moving right. on so uh Let, let's move on to the hunt for the uh let's talk about the the crate dragon hunt itself which i thought was pretty damn cool actually um uh, first thing i want to mention because we said we were going to talk about sound effects so i don't know if you guys have noticed over the years but starting with the from the original star wars to the special edition to the dvd release to the blu-ray release every time they re-release the, the damn movie they keep changing the sound that Obi Wan yes. Kenobi makes to oh scare God, away I the sound it. people. I hate it so every much. time, and they make it more elaborate and more crazy sounding than it was before. And it makes it honestly, it makes it sound worse. I, yes, it, it's, it, it really does. It gets worse with every special edition. However, I have got to give Dave Filoni a shitload of credit here, because if you listen to if because I know the difference because I watched Star Wars a billion times and each one a million times if you listen to when that when that dragon is growling or, or roaring as it's coming out of its cave you hear the original sound effect and you hear all the special edition dvd and blu-rays oh, wow. all put together 
So they did a really nice job. It's a really nice retcon job and a really great attention to detail to fix that issue. It's the best use of the special edition sound effects ever. Ever. Actually, I'm surprised you didn't touch on this one sound effect that was in your notes up there about the uh, the speeders. Speeders. Um, when, oh. well, when, you know, when they leave the uh, the moss uh, or whatever, Pellegrino or... Pelgo, yeah. yeah. Um, and <laughs> they, they go across the dunes. And you had a note on there. It's like, is that Anakin's uh, yes. thing? Yes. This, this yes. sound effect is the exact same as his pod racer. His pod so racer. that is his engine. That is a definite throwback to to the yeah. to the prequels. Yeah. But that. that's that's the way throwbacks need to be done. This show knows exactly how to do it. Is it doesn't bring it to the forefront. Mm -hmm. Abrams, um, <laughs> but it does it the right way. It does it to where it's in service of the story. And I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. That I know who it is. It's all Dave. Dave, oh yeah, that but, Dave is all about that. But he knows how to put it in there just right, right without yeah. just like doing this number to the screen when it comes yeah, yeah. to like the fan service part. Like it, it's, it's part of the story. It's part of the world. It's it's something I didn't even notice until about halfway through that speeder scene that I noticed. That's you know that's the subtle, that subtlety of it is you know it's not like oh that's Anakin's because it's got a new paint job and everything. Yeah. But if you look, there's two of the flaps. There was four on mm -hmm. the original. There's two now. Well, because it was like two on one engine and two on another. Right. And yeah. then like, but there was since there was only one engine attached to a speeder, right. like that's yeah. Yeah. So now he's just got the two. It was a nice touch. It was. It was a great touch actually. Yeah. And I yeah thank you for for bringing that up. I totally yeah. missed that uh, that point. But yeah, did you notice that Brian? That his yeah. uh, that the Marshall speeder was yeah no I, I did I wasn't actually paying attention to which his speeder was because wasn't his speeder on a different planet no I'm talking no. about the Marshall the Marshall speeder the Marshall sp the one he was driving remember that big engine looking thing that he used he oh yeah 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 because that, that was Anakin's engine yeah 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 I I didn't pay attention to whose engine it was yeah. I just I just I thought it felt realistic when we were watching it, so gotcha. that would be why. Yeah, yeah that's all. That's all. That's all I cared about when we were watching it. I was like, yeah. I just didn't well, want it to look crappy. That's great, actually. Yeah. That's a great, great, but, great call to. And again, that's what I said. Them. That's the best way to integrate the universes like that. To to have those kind of like throwbacks to the other movies because it doesn't call too much attention to itself, but it still gets the story, you know, across mm -hmm. while still tying in the rest of the universes. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's, it's fantastic. And then again, that that's. God, that's Dave. If you watch Rebels, you watch Clone Wars. I can't speak highlight. I know I sound like I'm a Dave Filoni super fan, and really, honestly, I am. He is. Because <laughs> we remember the black lightsaber from last season. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get me started on dark saber, dude. <laughs> anyway. Phrasing. Don't get me started. I'm telling you. Uh, I will get out like, yeah, 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 a map. Yeah, I will yeah, give yeah, you, I will show you. I will show you. Um, <laughs> we took the "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia" meme where he's like talking about the board, and we we put Brink and the, yeah. the black lightsaber on there. Look, see, <laughs> so you see, it's the art doesn't exist. The dark saber was really there the whole time. Um, but anyway, so uh, yeah, so but yeah, it's uh, but it was awesome. It, it was that that just shows you the attention, the detail, just the little thing. And I just had to bring that up on this podcast because I was like. Damn it, if that just isn't trying to, it's not just retconning for the sake of retconning. That's trying to take something that people care about mm -hmm. and make it relevant. And so, you know, that, that that's just, that's how he is. I'm not going to, I'll get off my Dave Filoni uh, soapbox. Until the next scene. Until the next scene. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I liked about this is uh, I thought this was a really good use. And this is a kind of a Star Wars thing is you saw the simplistic weapons of the uh, the sand people I thought and you saw the mixing of the the high tech explosives and blasters mixed in I thought it was kind of like Endor where you got primitive against super futuristic but in this case they're working together against a common enemy but I, I thought I thought it was a, a really cool Star Wars kind of the Star Wars thing what do you guys think about that Joe anchor well I mean I, I I agree I really like the way that they played they played off each other. And they came together as like a one kind of community type of thing, fighting the creature. Yeah. Um, where it, and it, and, it, and they alternated. They did the you know the 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 um the rope and rope and yeah, arrow the, the harpoon. Yeah. 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 And then they, and then they showed a couple of people with the the 
what were those? Like grenades, grenades? I guess that's how I would put it. Some like, sort of, light, like, like, a, like light grenades, but I was like, well, they, weird. They, I don't they, know. Kept, you know, they kept alternating between the two. Those are the large thermal detonators. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would say they were, they were not like like actual thermal detonators or probably something. Well, cool. I, 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 I knew I said thermal detonators. Well, one thing I thought was funny was that every time. Wait a minute. I knew it. I just knew it. The one thing I thought was funny is that every time they every time they went to go try to set this beast up or whatever, he'd come out and eat at least one of the of the raiders. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the raiders really took it hard, man. They, yeah, they like, 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 they're like, yeah. Like, yeah. They're like, ah, ah. Like, My favorite was like was it the, the the raider brings the, the bantha right up to the cave where he's at. He's like, Hey, hey, here it is. <laughs> and he takes the raider and leaves the yeah. bantha right there. Like this thing's selective. Yeah, and then he goes. This thing goes, has a moral I think compass. They're going to be open to new ideas. This, thing, this thing's more pissed off at the thing that woke him up. Yeah, which yeah. rightfully so. I think has a moral compass after all. Huh? It's like I, I can relate to this thing. It's like when my daughter wakes me up too early. <laughs> I like go in there and like just swallow. <laughs> and then the other thing I really liked, and I know this is this is probably super small star wars detail but i uh i really uh we lost go oh, thanks brian you still there Come yeah back. i'm still here we lost your video I'm still here. Come back. we lost your video dude <laughs> we have a picture of brian a I picture of the ink zone show picture of his gift it's the, it's the ink zone show look ink zone show there he is there look. we go there Yay. we go um the other thing and it's kind of my new when they were doing back when before they were doing the battle planning i liked how they put out the actual miniature skull and they showed you just and they just they they discussed the size and the scope of the monster so so where'd they get the miniature thing i just i had to good ask. question i don't know if they had maybe a baby one at some point but it looked like the same it's the exact same skeleton that yeah because it makes me wonder is like if they kill the one are there more i uh, yeah yeah you Tatooine know? is probably full of creek dragons oh i i thought that, that was and... i thought that was one of the, like a smaller creature they just threw the bones there well it could have been but it looked just like the it was like a replica of what what we see in Star Wars later. Oh, but it, so. it was just funny because then they throw the little stones out there. It was, doesn't look like enough, and then yeah. he throws more stones out there. Like, oh, that's much better. Where'd you get all the people? Oh, I volunteered <laughs> your village, which was hilarious. <laughs> but Wait, what? But to me, I love the time that they took to decide the scope of this thing because I think they knew they couldn't show how big the thing was going to be. They just didn't have the time or – I'm sure they oh, had no, the No, what it is is I think they're building up the uh, suspense of it. They clearly have the time and money. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's it's what they're it's what a good filmmaker does to like build suspense. Like, mm -hmm. you know, when you see Jaws go under the bows, like that's a 20-footer, 25, <laughs> all three tons of them. It's a man eating and swallow a man whole. <laughs> yeah, see, that's what it's it's doing is it's building up the, just like the sheer size of it yes. before it you and know, I love, pops up. And I love how they took the time with that. If nothing else, just so you know, once again, that that damn skeleton, the next time you watch Star Wars and you see that skeleton back there behind 3PO, you're going to go, son of a bitch, that's a Krake dragon back there. That just shows that connectivity that I love that is Star Wars is one big giant oh, story. I'm, I hear it. I'm just going to keep spelling that name with a CR. The CR crate. <laughs> it's a crate. I will always yeah, spell I'm going to store right the crates. Yeah, it's a crate dragon. It's a two-man lift dragon. crate. Yeah, not to be confused with a box dragon. A box it's dragon. All these, all these, it's all these shipping terms. <laughs> this is completely different than a Game of Thrones dragon, obviously. As you can see, there's no wings. Um, anyway. But it makes a really good use of the desert scape. I'll say that. Yes, yes, it does. It does. Jesus. Really. The, damn the thing, thing just popped out of the fucking mountain. Top of the mountain. Sorry. <laughs> now, that, that was very, um, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, like um, Godzilla-esque. That was like how to train like, your dragon almost. Well, yeah, like yeah. it pops out of the mountain. And like, yeah. Um, and so, we'll talk, I want to talk about that too. I want to talk about the, uh, the, the spew that comes from, uh, the dragon. Yeah. Jeez. Was because that, was that acid? Or? At first I thought it was, but then, and it just might be that they, they didn't pay attention to detail. When Mando goes in, he comes out covered in it. Now, yeah. granted, the armor is going to protect him, but there's still places where the armor. I I wondered if it was like saliva, or you know, is it just like maybe I, it's I, just I don't bile. know, because something I don't know. Like well, when something spews venom, it comes out of like different uh, pores in the mouth well, than the digestive tract, because you don't want to digest venom. I just thought that he was spewing acid at him, and then they were melting, but we never really saw that. It's like he was covering him in slime, essentially. 
And then, well, the, the um, and we're getting really detailed here and picky. Yeah, and the one guy, he was, he was like, it's picking us off one by one. Yeah. But how? It's covering, it's covering them in slime, man. But I, I'm assuming it's supposed to be acid, and I'm assuming that you're supposed to think that the best car protects yeah. them, and it would. But the the fabric in between should have shown some. You, you know what it kind of reminded me of, like when it showed up and started like spewing the acid. Um, those giant bugs from Starship Troopers. <laughs> you know, like when it started, like you know, because when it sprayed acid, I was like, oh Jesus, Disney gonna like start melting people? It's like, it's like. This is nuts. How is it only a TV for? Oh, okay. So we're doing Disney Plus version of uh, uh, Starship yeah. Troopers, right, nobody, which nobody is very melts. much keeping Paul Verhoeven away from nobody, everything. Nobody melts. It's okay. Um, but no, the one, the, the one thing I will say about their plan, though, that I had to question. Yeah. Why the hell did they put the charges so far away from the entrance? That's a good, well, I'm assuming because they thought if they go any closer, they're going to wake it up. That's that. That's my reasoning. That's how I. That's what I said in my head. Anyway, please throw a line in about that next time. <laughs> Just one throwaway line. That's all it takes. It's five seconds of screen time. Okay. <laughs> so you know, we're, again, we're being picky. But it is picky. Yeah, yeah it's, it's picky. just. I mean, but, but overall, but yeah, like it's. Yeah, I agree with you. They could have thrown in, hey, you know. It's like, why don't we get closer? We don't want to wake, wake it up. up. Five oh. seconds. <laughs> done <laughs> and you keep building the tension of how they have to drag it out of the cave to get it to lay on those charges and and i love that the first time it does nothing yes you know and i the other part about that whole scene that i loved was when mando kicked back in the boba fett backpack flaw and it's, the, it's even the same <laughs> the same sound, sound effect the same sound effect jedi yep you, you hear this <laughs> It was great. I love that. I was like, that is just the cherry on top. And the, there's Perfect. my mind, like, automatically throwing in the, the scream. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was, yeah, no, I was like, I was waiting for aging. But I don't know. Would you, did you like that, Brian? Did you like the, were they? The, of course I didn't. put Boba Fett. Uh, oh, yeah. Problem back of in course there. I did. And then he accuses him of breaking it, but it was already, Han broke it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm not the one that broke this. <laughs> Which is funny because both Han and Mando broke it, technically. <laughs> exactly. Han but. did it, and Mando just did it again. All right. So we finally get to the end of the, the, the scene, and this is this is the big one. So we got the great fake out at the beginning, and we finally get the payoff. The rumors are true. It turned The guy turns around. It is uh, the uh, the actor, and I'm going to murder his name. Tamura Morrison. Tam Thank you. Say that again for Tam me. Tamura Morrison. Yes, and he is the same guy who plays Django Fett in episode two. He's also all the clones, obviously, in episode two and three. And he's returned here, obviously, and it makes sense. And that he gets to redub uh, he gets to episodes play... five and six. Uh, yeah. Boba. Well, I, I think they're going to leave that. I don't think they'll change that, but we'll, they could. Um, but yeah, so, but it, it makes sense, though, because Boba Fett is, we find out in episode two, is an unaltered clone of Django Fett. So it makes sense that this same actor now gets to play Boba Fett and he, the guy this and it's it's not Boba Fett like we know him in any way shape or form though it's it's, it's uh post Sarlacc yeah. Part, Boba yeah. Fett which you know it's I think that's kind of interesting because I think because how many years have Star Wars fans debated as mm -hmm. to like okay cool Boba Fett so awesome but if you break it down a blind man takes him out and he gets digested so it's like as much as we want to think he's cool, guys, come on, give him a better ending. Great. That's not his ending. Right. So that's kind of how they did that. And I'm going to say it, Rogue One, that's a better way to retcon something that fans talk about. Yeah. And there you go. But uh, you know what I, I like is is he's he's scarred. It's probably taken him, because this takes place, I think, 10 years after Jedi. It's probably taken him 10 years to heal just to try to find his armor again. He looks like he's been on the hunt for a while. He's got scars all over his head. He almost looks like a, a light version of Darth Vader. He doesn't need the Darth Vader suit to survive, but he's very white and pasty. Um, at least that was my take. I don't know. Or gray looking. Almost. I think it's interesting. Well, because we got teased with him in last season. You know, like, yeah. his, like the very brief ending like we, where we see the foot. We the think feet. it. We thought we it was We thought him. it, yeah. But now, like you said, that gets yeah. confirmed. It's like, yep, there he is. There he is. And... What's neat is I think that's going to be an interesting arc to know because oh, what happened to him 
in that time in the Sarlacc mm-hmm. pit? Like, did something change in him? Does he still want to be a bounty hunter? Is he still living up to the code? Did he have the armor taken off of him, or did he give it away? Did he give it away to be healed? You know, yeah, or is it just is help. he just giving it up, or what's? Well, yeah. and why, if that's the case, why is he? He's obviously hunting it again. Or, we think, uh, for the most know. part. I mean, we're not. We don't know for sure, but. I mean, why else would he be out there, and why else would he be looking exactly at Mando with his gear on it, you know, through the binoculars? Don't know. I mean, looking it up, looking it up on online, it says it's only in one episode. Yeah, I don't think that's going to be the case because if that's the case, that's a lot of teasing for season three, and people are going to be people are expecting now at least some payoff this season. I think. Well, I think there's got to be at least one more. I tell you what, like before Disney got a hold of this, we had to wait three years. For every Star Wars You're film, right. so true. that could be going back to you little shits. Better be patient. <laughs> it could, it could be. And, and don't get or me no, it's I'm, probably not. I don't think it is. But you know, I'm not saying it's unre- I'm not saying that it's not going to get. If they're not doing that, it just seems to me at this point you put him in the first season. He's the surprise ending at the first season. I think he's going to show back up at least for one more episode this season. Well, was he? Because the- there's so much dynamics that can come into play with Boba Fett. Was Boba Fett the ending ending of for the season one? No, that was, no, that, no. That was episode six, right? Five or six? That was episode five. Yeah. Um, Where we first yeah. go back to Tatooine. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we but were going to say, Brian. Him, though, was it? What's that? Was, but that wasn't him, though, was it? I thought that was the um, the sheriff. Because the, the sheriff is the one with the, with the spurs. We we it could have been. We don't we don't know. But that that was yeah, we though. well yeah. yeah yeah. it would have to have been. Yeah, yeah. because um, he bought because he bought the he bought the Mando gear off the of the job was a while back. Because he didn't uh, execute the uh, the one lady assassin there, did he? No, the the other guy did. Yeah, the, the other um, yeah the, the other the other like uh, evil wannabe bounty the hunter, wannabe Anakin Skywalker looking. Unless, unless the sheriff and and Bubba Fett both have spurs. <laughs> well, well, I'm sure there's more than than one. Um, but I think I think I, I think it's great to bring Boba Fett back for not just that he doesn't die in the Sarlacc pit, but that there's so much dynamic at play. Like I think the biggest question I think we have to ask ourselves is, what is he going to think about Baby Yoda? Because more than likely, okay, let's. He doesn't have, probably doesn't have a very high opinion about Jedi, much less force sensitive people. Uh, his father, clone father, whatever you want to call it, is is beheaded by Mace Windu, which, if you watch the Clone Wars, he tried to kill Mace for, get revenge for, failed nonetheless, but still. Um, I think uh, he also did uh, battle with Luke Skywalker. So. And there's probably a good chance he at least knew about Master Yoda, and he knew what Master Yoda well, looked like. So well, didn't he? Didn't wouldn't he have known Master Yoda before before Order sixty six? They they we we don't have any there as far as I know, unless it's in a book somewhere that they've never met. But I'm sure. I yeah, I don't think they've had like any interaction. Any at all. direct interaction, but I would think he would know after having so much interaction with with. The rebels I thought, and I thought I thought Yoda went and, to in Jedi in general because went he, to check out when when Obi Wan said you need to check this out. I thought Obi Wan I thought Yoda went there to check it out. I don't think I'd have to go back and check that, but I don't think so. Um, because he, it's just because you're talking about Clone Wars, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no, wait, yeah, because Yoda's in the, sh- the the drop ship when all the Jedi show up, or no, when the, well, the clone troopers show. That up. would be the only point. Yeah. Geonosis, yeah, would be the only time where they could intersect, but they don't actually show them intersecting. I got you. Yoda's on that battlefield, but he's more Boba Fett's a kid, and he's focused in on his decapitated father's head. <laughs> so, but I would think, knowing that he had all this revenge plan on Mace, that he would at least know who who Yoda was, and at least know the threat that Yoda would possess if he ever encountered him. I I, I could be wrong. I mean, I, I may be just you know making huge assumptions. But I, I, I think the bigger question is, is what was Feck going to do if he finds out that, that Baby Yoda is Force-sensitive? And what what is that going to unleash? Is that going to unleash a, that deep, deep, dark hatred? Or did he keep that hatred to, to Mason in itself? Or does he have a, a bigger, you know, Luke Skywalker was part of the reason he fell in the Sarlacc pit? You, you know, know it, so. it could be a, uh, it could mm-hmm. end up paralleling uh, Mando's own journey with droids it in could. season one. It could. 
you know, and there there's also rumors of a you know a Boba Fett series coming, so you know they could spin <laughs> it off, you know. But I'm just saying, you know, there's but, all kinds of story points and possibilities and probabilities here. I don't. know. What do you guys think about all these possibilities, probabilities I brought up, and what else? Maybe other ones. Do you guys think there might be with th- bringing Boba Fett back into the to the scene? I don't know. I'm excited. I'm, I'm just excited to see where it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to see like if if they're going to follow the uh, the route with uh, how he feels about Jedi. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe again, like I said, like do kind of a parallel of that story to show kind of how Mando had like his character arc was completed. Now another character arc has to complete. Maybe Baby but, Yoda saves his life. Or, or yeah, I mean because yeah. clear. I mean because as we've seen in the the previews, the Jedi are going to get involved again. So there's going to be more Jedi around around Probably. Mando. So yeah. Well, now what I, what I wouldn't mind seeing is I wouldn't mind seeing a um, a connection where where Bubba Fett joins up with um, the non Jedi. So she joins up with ah- Ahsoka mm-hmm. and joins up and joins up with uh, Sabine as yeah. they go search for Ezra. Oh, so Bubba Fett joins the that clan. Yeah, because 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 Sabine is a Mando, so she kind of tra- tries to bring him back to you know understanding what it is to be a Mandalorian and. Yeah. Yeah, because they were saying, their rumors were saying that they were going to bring back Captain Rex, and I was, I kept saying Captain Rex is just too damn old. So it would, Boba Fett's at least younger. I mean, he's really messed up right now, but I mean, it's a possibility anyway. At least for what we see anyway. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, but it'd be, but it would be, an, it would be an easy way to transition though, mm-hmm. and explain the the new worlds that we see. Because if he was a bounty hunter across the galaxy, sure, he would know the different planets they're going to, and it'd be an easy transition to say, you know, here's a backstory on this planet from when I fought this person, or, yeah. or he might he might actually be the one that gives Mando the backstory on the Jedi. Because really, right now, he's only heard the word Jedi once. He th- he keeps yeah. calling them sorcerers. He doesn't have any idea that there's a Jedi temple. Well, because like, or, yeah, because Mando yeah. basically, like, as he grew up, like the Jedi were getting executed from Order Order sixty six. So right, he doesn't know anything about the Jedi at all. Exactly. So. so and technically, if you think about it, him and Mando almost might even be the same age. Um. Yeah. I know, would, so I would make that argument. Yeah, I'd say they're pretty probably. Yeah, when you think about it. Yeah, um, Manda, he might be a little older by a movie or two, but not by I mean, much. I'm just Maybe thinking because like or seven years older. Because because we see the battle droids the in uh, Mando's flashback. Yeah. And they're the exact same type that we see in episode two. Right. And Mando looks roughly around the same age that Boba Fett did. So, well, my, my theory, unless on, they age differently, like, yeah, <laughs> you know, like baby Yoda's not a baby. And I can see why you, <laughs> and I can see where you would, and I would make that, that thing too. But I think it's happened though, is I think that that purge of Mandalore that they talk about in season one actually happens after episode three, more towards, the time of a new hope okay because and okay. i think they're using the old battle droids because they the empires everything too, yeah. too too uh too stretched and i think he, the emperor's using his old battle droids to clean up the mandalorian revolt it's like yeah we still got these things laying around battle we gotta we gotta clean them out yeah, my little, you know, <laughs> I, I think that's what happened I, I i'd love wrong. to see i'd love to see the decisions like yeah uh, you know i'll just I'm send us s- some droids <laughs> he's like i'm still waiting like, for hey, the uh, answer uh, that he, question he, efficient. Can you give me a discount if i bundle these two yeah yeah they got two for one special. Eh? Crazy, crazy, uh, crazy Puppeteens use discount. Yeah. Just have like you know, like a crazy like, like just like a cra- crazy like Archer office scenario where it's like we got all these droids. You know, they cost nothing. Might as well just use them or something. Just laying around, I'm using one as a coat hanger. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> this thing's just opening wine bottles over here. We got to use it for something. We gotta justify the tax levy we have from the uh, <laughs> yeah. from the Senate. Yeah, we, we gotta do something. I mean, we spent all this money. Uh, God, like, I so can't the, hide it anymore. So the battle droids are just like road crews. They gotta justify their expense budget for. <laughs> They're out there fixing the road. You got you got one. We got one droid that stands over the stop sign, <laughs> and it turns around to slow. Yeah. <laughs> He got him standing on the side of the road. We'll blast for oil. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, man. Anyway. 
Okay. All right, guys. Well, that pretty much wraps up the review. So let's uh, let's go. Final thoughts and grades here. Um, Johnny, I'll let you go first. You know what? Um, nitpicking aside, it's an A. It's a great way to start the season off. It's a great reminder of everything we love about the show. Mm-hmm. It doesn't hit any low points at all. It's it, it essentially reminds us why we love this series, and that's it knows how to take the elements of a genre like westerns mm-hmm. and put them in the Star Wars universe very much like George Lucas intended and there you go. I think this is that's a key yeah. phrase right there that's exactly it so uh, yeah it's, it's an A absolutely Brian what do you think um, yeah I'm in the same boat I'm going to give it a B plus okay uh, I'm not going to give it an A only because I figure it's going to go up the whole rest of the way it's going to be hard to keep going up an A to an A to an A to an A, to an a. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll start at a B plus just because it's the first one um, okay. some nitpicking stuff that we talked about Okay. It's, insert random nitpicking here. Random. <laughs> go go figure. I'm I'm the nitpicker and I'm the one yeah. that's like bypassing yeah. it for the. A. Yeah. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna say B plus only because it's gonna be hard to keep going. That's a, 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 a. It's my my script supervisor classes, man. It's just like <laughs> that button. That button move. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. For me, it's it's gonna be an A. It has to be an A for me. Uh. You know, it, the Western motif is followed so classically. It's the classic. The first time we get, we, we just talked about it, and you know, the first real white hat in Star Wars. Um, so they're really adding and they're just building upon what's already there, and they're kind of again, they're reminding us of why we love Star Wars in the first place. Um, mm-hmm. you know, we, it's back to its roots in a lot of ways. Um, and it continues this, this great storyline. In fact, I want to know what movie are they going to every time they do an episode, it's not just a western, it's some kind of movie motif, or at least that's the way it, it motif. Uh, genre 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 or subgenre so what's the next one is it gonna we got a heist movie you know what's what's gonna be next um you know oh god not another prison break well (laughs) at least we'll get quinn back i'm pretty sure (laughs) i'm pretty sure by actually it's funny you say prison break you see that little i think that's a prison break right there that little uh um, the little blob, that on the blob screen there. coming off. Yeah. The, I think that's a prison. Okay. Uh, but yeah, but I think that's going to happen. But yeah, I think you know, I'm just excited. It's it's great just to have really good Star Wars and have it back, especially in such a, a time as these, right? And um, yeah, it's good to have new Star Wars. Talk it's about. it's yes. good, to, yeah, yes. and especially, I mean. I know it's just me and the group, like, after episode nine, like, I needed something to remind me of that again. Like, I needed something to take me back to, like, this is why Why I learned about film. You know, this is what, like, when I was four, it got me excited about it. And I started studying more about film. And, like, the more you know about film, the more you appreciate it. And that's exactly what this show does well. And that's... Yeah, that's that's why I love as, as much as I do. And it shows you what happens when somebody who loves something takes care of something, nurtures something, pays attention to the most minute details and the most, even takes care of the, mo- the most... The, minute. Uh, the most minute, nerdy... Yeah. Nerdy little problems like the 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 the, the crate dragon call, but it, and, it fixes and, it. and it knows how to integrate them yes. without being you know relying on them right. to tell the story. Like that's what that's what drove me nuts in nine. I don't want to dwell on that, well, but yeah, we, we have different <laughs> yeah. opinions on nine, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> so angry. So well, he didn't. Yeah, we, we 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 we've done that. We're not going back. No, no, no. We don't need no. to. We did a whole That's, episode of that. Yeah, it's in the past. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but no, yeah. like this this is what I needed, and you yes. know, I I want to see I, I want to see if Taika Waititi directs another episode. I would I love he to is see this that. season. Yes. Yeah, he I, does. I want it. I think he's got he's got two more this season. Does Tell he me, he's doing another two? motion capture character again. Uh, That'd be got, great. <laughs> he's doing the next. He's doing another Thor too. Uh, Love and Thunder or whatever. He's got. They, uh, they're building that volume. Love and Thunder, yeah. Like he's got his own volume to do that, like they do with Mando. And Studio. you know what? It's just incredible. Between uh, Filoni, Favreau, and Waititi, I think it's Disney finally found found their dream team. Like they can, mm-hmm. they've got somebody that could do perfect justice and love to mm-hmm. the Thor movies, yep. and also at the same time a group that could really bring out what's best in the Star Wars universe too. And add to it and keep building. Yeah. So you can still add older things back in, but you keep adding and keep building. But the, the and... important thing is to make it its own. Yes. You know? Yes. Very much so. All right. Brian, anything else? You think that's you're... all I got today. Yeah, that's all I got too, man. But I cannot wait. Cannot wait. The countdown's already on until next 3 a.m. on Thursday morning. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to get back to watching my horror flicks tonight. You know, like 
like April, October 30th, really? This is my horror film time. It's the weekend. <laughs> my daughter's asleep. I've got to be watching the scary flicks now. Fans, please send suggestions for stuff for John to do. He's incredibly bored. Oh, no, no, no. I've got plenty of movies to watch. <laughs> I have plenty of things to watch. I just need to get paid for them. <laughs> you, you can write to P.O. Box. No. Yeah. Go to my Patreon. Yeah, at... Patreon. yeah, yeah. Send your tips to. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, it's been a pleasure as always, gentlemen. Brian, thanks for joining us via Skype for the first time. Thank you, sir. Thanks, man. Force ghost, Brian. You know what? Can I change you into a force ghost? Is that okay? Yeah, go ahead. You want me to? Force ghost. Okay, let's see if I can do it. Let's see. Uh, yeah, let's play around with this while we're recording. Yeah, That's great. Well. Ooh, there he <laughs> is. Force ghost, Brian. You got to say, may the force. You know what? You're going to sign off today, Brian. Yeah. Okay. All right. And uh, John, thanks for joining us. Of course. And I've been your host, B. Willie. And as always, may the force be with you. See you next time, guys. Don't follow the path of hate. That... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, I got it. Out. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. Ah. Are we playing anything no, right no, now? No, no. I forgot oh, social wait. media. No, I social media. media. Things that we're on. on. I forgot about social media. We'll do it again. All right, so if you, if you really like this podcast, if you like us three comedians and all of our fun stuff and our craziness, then the place place to go is www.thenumber4midwestguys.com. Again, that's www.thenumber4midwestguys.com. There you find links to all of our Facebook and our Twitter and to our YouTube page and everything else and every other place that we are. That's your best place to go. However, if you want just Facebook, it's facebook.com slash number four Midwest guys. Twitter at the number four Midwest guys. Brian, where can they find you on Facebook as well as Stardust? You can find me on Facebook on the Facebook page. Or uh, Twitter, <laughs> I'm sorry. Make that Twitter. <laughs> find me on Twitter and Egg Zone, man. Find egg, me at Egg Zone. Uh, you can find me as well on uh, Twitter and Stardust at BWilly1977. Um, you can find our behind the scenes stuff our, is, uh, our Instagram page, which is the number four underscore Midwest underscore guys. And good old fashioned uh, Gmail is for Midwest guys at gmail.com. You got something to add, Johnny? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I should start an OnlyFans site. What's that? <laughs> an, an OnlyFans page. You ever hear of those? A fans page? No, an OnlyFans page. Oh, an OnlyFans page. <laughs> <laughs> Our one fan. Yes. Yes. Stay yes. yes. for more. <laughs> Multiply. Um, so, and then there's good old fashioned uh, email for Midwest guys at gmail.com. And then our new thing this year, or really we started last season is the fan voicemail line da, 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 1-859-363-5952 you'll hear a nice little voice greeting by me make sure that you leave the name who you are where you're from and what show you're talking about and then leave your comment there and if we like it you'll find yourself on the air so and eventually someday we can hopefully do uh some real um live calls maybe even so that would be cool all right uh-oh I'll look at Force this. Go Baby Force Yoda's a Force Ghost! Force Ghost Baby Yoda. Actually, Spoilers! Yeah, that's weird in the box. He looked purple. That was weird. <laughs> he's, Mace, he's Mace Windu. Baby Yoda. All right, let's try this again. John, thanks for joining us. Anytime. Pleasure. I've been your host, B. Willie. Thanks for joining us. And as always... May the Force be with you! We'll do a Lord of the Rings ending and do it multiple times. Oh, God, that's just a bunch <laughs> of walking. No.